sunshine. Hi, welcome. It is uh, Wednesday, January the 17th. I'm Heather May Cavanaugh, and uh, I'm here with uh, Andrea Carter. And uh, I am delighted to be here with you. This is our Q&A call and hopefully discussion um, uh, for mindset and uh, what uh, you our clients would like to have us discuss further and uh, maybe even engage in the conversation. So I'm delighted to be here, Andrea, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome everyone. It's so great to be here as always. I love our Wednesday calls. Uh, this is where we talk about mindset and um, I always love having um, the fact that there's, you know, we've got our clients, we've got Heather, we can bounce ideas off each other, we can share stuff that's going on. And um, I think overall, it just really helps people move forward. So I'm excited to, um, you know, do another one of our calls. So let's, um, let's dive into today's call. Um, we had four questions come in. So we're going to go through all four of them today. And just as a reminder, if you do have questions that you want to have answered, the best way that we love you guys to ask them is obviously live and on our calls. Um, but you can also submit them. And the way that you submit them is the same way that you register for our calls. So you go into the Q&A for Mindset course. You click on the register for the um, uh, Q&A call that you want to attend. And then on there, there's actually a live URL for info at wealthywomanwarrior.com. And you can submit your questions up until, I believe it's noon, uh, Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday. So I look at those and I wait for them to come in until noon and then send them over to Heather and just give her a quick update on what, we're, what our questions are. And then we move forward from there. So if you um, want to submit questions, that is how you do them. And then we dive into them live. All right, so that being said, let's start with our first um, question. And Heather, why don't you, um, why don't you, you know, take us off on, um, yeah. on the first question um, that was submitted? Sure, so uh, this one came in from Denise. And uh, Denise wanted to know why is mindset important? There's a lot of hype about it, but what exactly keeps you in the right frame of mind? Um, so thanks very much for that, Denise. Um, it's sort of a huge it's loaded. Yeah, it's a loaded question. I love and we that. We go in many different directions. So I do hope that we, uh, we go in a direction that answers the question specifically for you. If you are online, um, maybe you you can ask further if we're if we haven't deviated but we'll certainly do our best to uh, provide you some information about why mindset is important um, so I think what's important to talk about is a little bit of of biology and 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 what as human beings we actually are and um, how we evolved in that even though it is 2018 and humans have been around for centuries there's a certain evolution um, that we haven't evolved past. And, you know, I, I've heard this discussed uh, in many different lectures as sort of that reptilian brain, that ancient brain um, that exists deep down uh, innately inside of us. Um, there are parts of our brain that are hardwired to first and foremost protect the human species. 
uh, and we can't escape that. And so there are natural responses that we have and that we go into to protect us and make sure that we continue to survive. And from that, there is a whole host of responses, chemical responses, body um, responses that occur just purely biologically in response to what our mind is processing. And this all happens very quickly. You couldn't stop to interrupt it. Uh, it, it they are just um, very quick signals of what we take in and how we immediately respond. So we're talking about things like predominantly around safety and survival of our species. So anything we can do to protect ourselves is an innate response. So it's a, and it throws you into that fight or flight. So it's things like when we can't see somebody's hands, hello, here are my hands, but if you're talking to somebody who you actually meet in a meeting or on a street corner or even a speaker at the front of a stage, there are lots of studies that show if you can't see somebody's hands, you don't know if they have a weapon. And I know that sounds crazy, who carries a weapon in their hands. But again, this is about protecting yourself and, and they are just automatic responses. We are continually judging and determining whether what we are seeing, hearing, sensing, feeling is safe for us. And we make conclusions. And we make immediate conclusions that actually are negative to protect us, that we must protect ourselves, that you have to uh, interrupt to move positively because your mind will move negatively. In addition to sort of that reptilian brain concept and that we respond to protect ourselves and to, res to protect ourselves, we generally are making a negative conclusion, are all of our other life experiences that we've had for however many number of years that we've been on earth. And based on each experience that we have, we draw and we store away conclusions and experiences based on them. And they can be positive and or negative. But the negative ones will always outweigh the positive ones because that's just how our brain is wired. We want to protect ourselves from feeling bad, injury, uh, pain, um, anything that's negative. And again, it correlates to the survival of our species and the survival of ourselves. So you, start, you have this, this, this biological occurrence. And then in addition, you have all of your experiential learning, life in general, that are all negatively skewed to keep you uh, in a certain frame of reference to protect yourself. Then you're going to layer on um, what you know, um, and um, it's not really what you know. You're going to layer on, um, uh, yeah, let's, let's go with, with what you know and how that you want to, want to operate. And again, you can choose positivity, but you're making a change. And so your brain has hardwired and you have created paths and neural systems deep, deep within the, the, the physical and the biological structure of, of, of who you are that have become very ingrained pathways of communication. So again, response, we see, we feel, we touch, we hear, um, and how I'm going to respond. And those grooves, those grains, those pathways are very well entrenched. If you're going to change up a response, 
you're changing and you're looking to augment something that has already been deeply ingrained, deeply entrenched. Um, the body also works in efficiency. So looking to change something, you are actually looking to uh, do something that requires more work, more energy, and your body functions to, to work efficiently and to work um, based on what it already knows habitually or repetitively to do. So there's quite a few factors that are operating at keeping you doing what you've known before, responding how you've responded before, and protecting yourself. And all of those are rather negatively skewed unless you choose to see and act positively. Um, so it first starts with, this is why we talked about if you train your thinking, you can change your outcomes because it, it's, it's about recognizing what you're thinking and not just responding without thought or mindfulness or purposefulness. Um, that's what we're talking about. So that's some biological background. Your, your question was, um, mindset isn't important and how does it keep you in the right frame of mind? So knowing that you are going to respond perhaps negatively or protectionally or based on uh, what you've known historically and, in, and, and experientially, what you've experienced in your life, it's only important if you want to do something different. Um, and I, I think as humans, we want to change, we want to experience, but it's going to be a great deal of work because you have these scientific and evolutionary um, contextual realities working against you. So mindset is your decision, your focus, your purposefulness to decide to do something different, knowing what you know, that you're going to have to work, um, think, change, uh, to do something different. And mindset is why that's important because it is going to involve work and thought and reflection and decisions. Um, and so if you're aware and very thoughtful in what you're going to do, you're, you're going to see the change. Um, you aren't going to see changes. You aren't prepared to put that kind of work in because you need to use, um, repetition um, and practice to create new pathways or to change uh, what you've historically already filed away as your experience. So it's actually critically important, foundationally important for you to make changes, for you to make progress towards something different, something better, something new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you look at um, evolution, um, you know, human, the human brain has continued to evolve um, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And what's interesting is that what we know, and this is so cool, I think it's cool at least, is that as technology has evolved, our brain's ability to change has also evolved. And so what we're finding is that because our technology is moving so fast, our brain's capacity to think is also changing, which means that if you were to have looked at us a hundred years ago, the way that we would have a thought 
would be that we'd have a thought and the thought would remain somewhat focused. I want to get a cup of coffee. Okay, so what would we do 100 years ago? We'd walk, we'd get the cup of coffee. Now, we think in our head, okay, I want to have a cup of coffee. And then all of a sudden, there are anywhere between six to 10 sub thoughts that occur within that one simple thought. So instead of you just having one thought, you not only have a thought, you have six to 10 sub thoughts that go with any given idea, any given direction that you want to go, or any given task that you're trying to perform. So when you look at how evolved technology has occurred, all of the different platforms, all of the different means of us being able to communicate, what's actually happening is that because things are moving so fast, and we're having so many different sub thoughts on top of our thinking, is that we are being continuously bombarded, distracted, um, our thoughts are being diverted, and we're not able to actually make the changes that we're wanting to make as easily. And the reason for that is because the majority of us go through life not understanding that what we think about is actually the direction that we are taken in within life. So when it comes down to mindset, you know, why is mindset important? Mindset is important because your mindset, your, your thoughts that you're having precede every single action you are going to take or not take. And so when it comes down to, you know, those, um, the hype around mindset, I think there is a lot of hype around mindset right now because I think people are realizing just how unhappy we truly are. And I think that there's more people who are unhappy than there are people who are happy, but they do not understand how to get out of this sense of unhappiness or what they can actually do in order to move forward. And that's where mindset comes in. Because if you learn, and this is a learned behavior, you know, I, I think Heather, as you were talking about, you're like, it's work, you have to work at this, you have to repeat this. And I think that's the piece that most of us miss. It's not that we don't want to change. It's not insurmountable work. It's not insurmountable work. It's not insurmountable work, not at all. But we have to practice it, right? Just like an athlete has to practice what they are um, performing, just like um, somebody who is doing a job has to practice, you know, whatever task they are performing each day. When you first start anything, you are learning how to act, how to behave. And so depending on what it is that you're trying to do in your life, in order to get to that next level, you have to think differently so that you can act differently. And that really is why mindset is so important now, why there's so much hype about it. Now, what I will say is that it is very frustrating right now to be in the fields that we are in from my perspective, because I see so many theory-based um, Band-Aid solutions, whereas you know, the work that I've been doing for the past 15 years, which integrates how to change your thinking, how to feel, how to actually visualize so that you're making whatever's happening within your life transition into choosing your results. That's what we're talking about. And I think the comparison when I look at 
um, you know, what Heather and I are doing and, and where we're going, this is the work that is needed right now. Instead of just reading another book, you know, doing another self-help course, doing a meditation or a visualization, those are, are really great things for your mindset. But they also have to be applicable to what's happening within your life or you cannot change it. So I think those are the pieces that um, when it comes to the hype around mindset, you know, look for things that are going to integrate your thoughts with the direction that you want to go in. Because that neural plasticity is so critical and we're only really just scratching the surface of neuroplasticity. We understand that virtual reality can and will end up playing a big piece in it. But until there's a program that you can actually, you know, take something and use your thoughts to shift the outcome that you're looking for, um, virtual reality remains something that's intangible. And when it comes to our technology, that's, that's mindset too, right? So everything that you watch, whether it's you're watching a program on TV, whether you're reading a book, all of the um, environmental influences are constantly bombarding your thoughts to create those sub-thoughts, which is why it's making it so difficult these days. And which is why once you learn how to train your thinking so that you get to choose where you're focusing, that's what allows you to move to that next level. And that's really where our mission and our vision are going to. Um, which I think is a great segue actually, because our next question is um, from Linda E. And Linda E. had asked, why does Blue Monday exist? Now, for the people that don't know what Blue Monday is, Blue Monday is the third Monday of January. Um, and there is a bit of a formula that goes with it. Um, typically speaking, Blue Monday is supposed to be the single saddest day of the year. And it typically precedes or sparks a week of overwhelm for the entire week. Now, what it's broken down into is, I guess there's um, six different pieces to the formula, but it is the weather, it's post-holiday debt, it's your monthly salary, it's the time since Christmas, it's the time since slipping on your 2018 New Year's resolutions. It's your motivation. And then it's also your need to take action. So, um, you know, great segue here from why is mindset important into Blue Monday. <laughs> well, all of these things are external pieces that are impacting our mind and are impacting our ability to stay motivated and to keep taking action. So typically by, you know, the third Monday in January, what happens is that most people have fallen off their New Year's resolutions. Um, people are feeling vulnerable. They're feeling not enough. Um, a lot of people are believing that they should just stop trying. And um, that's where, you know, I like to come in and, and pull in that concept around mindset because from the mindset perspective, if you understand how you can be in a space where everything around you might be 
you know, blowing up or things might be going wrong, but you're able to still go, no, I'm going to choose to think in a different way. I'm going to choose not to buy into this. That is what actually allows you to choose your result. Now that's very difficult. And I think, you know, again, the reason that, um, it was so wonderful, Heather, that you were talking about the biological functions of the brain, because that's really what allows us to continue to revert to all of the, the bombs and the, the you know, drama and the trauma that's going off around us. Even when you think of something as simple as um, a, a sitcom or a book that you're reading that's fictional, that's meant to give you a pause or give you a break that can be interpreted by the brain that you're actually in fight or flight mode. So watching, you know, war movies on television or watching, yeah, watching a program where the family is struggling, trying to have financial abundance, watching a program where it's a single mom, watching a program where it is a career woman who's constantly being bombarded by a male dominated industry. All of these things are impacting our, um, our emotional brain, our reptilian brain, and then also our prefrontal cortex. And so our prefrontal cortex is really where we're, you know, thinking through things and finding a solution. And so if we're constantly being bombarded by these things, it makes it harder and harder and harder for us to move forward and get what we want. But it's not impossible. Um, I believe that you choose what you're going to do about it. And the first step of being able to choose is being able to have an awareness of what it is that you're thinking about and why what you're thinking about is either positive impactingly, impacting you, sorry, or negatively impacting you. And so, you know, um, when we talk about Blue Monday, I often tell people, well, that's your choice. And while that might sound harsh, <laughs> I believe that everything in life, is our choice and it all starts with how we're thinking about situations. Heather, do you want to add to that? Um, <clears throat> I'll just take a sip of my tea here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't know a lot about Blue Monday. Um, yeah. I don't recall ever hearing it prior to this year. Um, perhaps I just wasn't something I was attuned to, to hear before, but I heard a lot about it in the media this year. Um, yeah. That's just because of what I'm choosing to read this year. Um, versus say last year or, or three years ago. Um, I put this sort of in the same bucket as um, seasonal affective affect disorder. So that's yeah. the lack of sunshine and you will become depressed because you just aren't exposed to it. Um, and I, I do believe that there are probably some very real instances where people are um, inclined to, 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 to become depressed because the sun doesn't shine and it rains, their whole winter rains. And you know, it's maybe, it may be cold here in Toronto, but at least the sun does shine. You can get your vitamin D, might be minus something, but you can, you can, you can get that. Um, I think you can sort of, again, decide as to how much influence you want this to have into your life. And, and some, you can never deny biological response, but I do think your mind is pretty powerful. Um, to choose to be affected or be incredibly effective or to be aware and continue on um, and, and choose to do something. So I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying SAD doesn't exist. Um, do I want to spend a lot of time 
thinking about it and um, and by thinking about it, I am going there, I am participating in it, I am educating myself about it, I'm putting information into my brain to help me process and think about it, or um, can I read it and say, hmm, interesting, I challenge that. You know, it's a choice of, of, of how you want to behave um, and, and um, you know, respond to your environment. We're continually re responding to our environment. And I just think it's, it's one more um, input uh, to respond to. Um, but, um, you know, I think rainy days are beautiful. Yeah. And that, again, that's mindset, right? That's, that's the mindset that you're, you're choosing to adopt. Because if you didn't know, if you had never been told that rainy days are bad, you would never know the difference that they're not great right and and really that's the point of that word choice you know that that's what it boils down to right you, you just hit the nail on the head you know you in in saying i think rainy days are beautiful because that's all just perspective and it's what we choose to believe it's absolutely what we've learned from you know zero to five which is programmed into that reptilian brain but it's also and, and our subconscious, but it's more than that. Um, you know, it's it's really being able to look at whatever has happened over the course of your life and and choose to go, okay, well, I'm gonna continue to believe that. Just like the media, right? So everyone's freaking out right now because there's all of this fake news. Well, if we actually look at our news from the past 10 years maybe longer, right, Heather? Like, if you look at news, news is biased. News is based on the reporter deciding whether that situation is good or bad, and then writing the angle that he or she believes is right. Or he or she is gonna get the most reaction out of the public so that he or she increases their career. That's their job. So here we have, you know, um, whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, the weather, whether it's fake news, whether it's blue Monday, we get to choose how we respond to that. And so that's where that mindset comes in. And that's where you get to choose that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to support this, or I'm just going to say, Hey, I get to choose what it is that I do want. And, um, some of it's conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. And, and some of it's like repeating to yourself, no, I'm not going to buy into that. Yeah. I'm not going to buy into the world that, you know, women can't get equal pay. I'm not going to buy into the world that women can't be leaders. I'm not going to buy into the fact that I have to settle. I am not buying in to any of that mentality. Yeah, just because it, and again, I'm not saying, I, I'm not looking for someone to sign, I'm not disproving that. No, no, no. Or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't rain very high in my life. Um, I hadn't even heard of it <laughs> until last week. Um, so again, I was tuning it out or I was focused on something else. Um, yeah. It's possible. Um, well, and it was also co heavily covered this year as well by the media. Right? So, like, it wasn't, okay. No, 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 it wasn't. It was heavily covered by the media to explain why so many people are struggling right now. And um, I, think, I think it's a Band-Aid um, reason to be to be really honest yeah it, it's nice to maybe know why you're struggling but 
you still have to get out of struggle. And so, yeah. And that's even a good point too, Heather, because I think our society, I think we've trained ourselves to look for the why mm -hmm. instead of training ourselves to look for the what, what am I going to do? What can I do? What would I have to believe? What would I have to think? What would I have to investigate? What would I have to know in order for me to go from point A to point B? And if we continue to just go to the why, the what never gets to happen. Because it's been explained. It's been explained oh. enough for us to just say, okay, and... Yeah, check. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, but I don't, I may not do anything about that because, oh, it's everybody. Oh, it's um, everywhere. It's inevitable. I think. Yeah, it, it allows us to be complacent. It allows us to stay stuck. It allows us mm -hmm. to. Um, not do the work. Not do the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then be frustrated because we're not doing the work, but we want what we want. So we're starting to move, I think, into the third question. Are we? What's yeah. the third question? The question was about procrastination. Okay, perfect segue. Yeah, uh, specifically, uh, Shelly wrote in and said, how can you use mind step, mind, mind step, mindset to yeah. stop procrastinating and actually do what you say you're going to do? And mm -hmm. it's a great question. It is. Uh, I consider myself to be an expert in procrastination. Um, I've spent lots of time uh, becoming very good at procrastinating, uh, which is just, um, I don't think I have to explain it to anybody. It's just a colossal waste of time and energy on, um, you know, making something worse, um, making something into something far more than it ever needs to be. So yes, procrastination is, is not a great thing uh, to do. Um, lots of reasons why we choose to do it. Uh, Shelly's question was more about how do I move out of procrastination to just do what I say uh, I'm going to do. And um, I, I guess I'd like to come back to where I would start with answering this question. Again, based on my own personal experience is, is I'll start with the phrase that is you are what you think you are. And I think procrastination is a habit driven out of what do I believe or what do I think I deserve or what do I really expect for myself? Mm -hmm. um, and um, we take action based on what we think we deserve. So uh, do you really want this change? Do you really want to make this change? Do you believe you deserve to change something? Do you believe you can change your circumstances and your pattern? I think a lot of it comes down to what you think about what it is you're actually trying to do. So I'm talking in a lot of general terms here. Um, you know, a specific example is if I've, um, it's, it's, a, it's a business report. I'm, never, I'm not gonna delay the business report. I'm not gonna wait until five o'clock on Friday and then it's this huge make work thing. I'm gonna do a little bit of my business report every day, but I don't. And I'm just punishing myself. And, I'm, and what you end up doing is, is um, just reiterating all the reasons why you want to make the change 
and spending all that action, all that energy and action in cursing yourself in negative opinions and um, negative feeling and just maybe even malaise um, by, by torturing yourself by not just doing. It comes down to action. And the first step of action is any movement forward. So we don't have to win the race. We don't have to run a marathon. We don't have to go from zero to 100. Any positive step, any, any step, I don't have to put the word positive, any step forward is action. And any step forward is momentum towards achieving what it is you want to achieve. I think we have to start breaking things down for ourselves. And this is part of being um, a little bit kinder to yourself. You know, the self-reflective work. Do you, you are what you think you are. Do you think you deserve the feeling, the positive feeling, the benefit, the outcome, the result of whatever it is you're wanting to change? Yeah, you know what? I deserve to end my week positively and prepared for the next week. That would be a great feeling. I deserve that. And any step you want to take towards that um, should be celebrated. And you should realize that, that that's, that's the start and that's the progress towards making that change. Any movement is momentum and you can continue on from any place of momentum but you have to take the first step you have to make the first action um, I, I hope you find that helpful Shelly um, but it, it is about you have to find something small little um, and make that first step to get you out of procrastination so do, what do you think and then you have to do it. You just have to do it. I tell Andrea that all the time. I'm like, yeah, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Um, and I just need to do it. I, and and once, you, I, once you take that one movement, the rest follows because it feels good. You're no longer punishing yourself. You're rewarding yourself. And I deserve to be rewarded. Um, and I deserve to work towards what I want. Yeah. So think small. Think small, but just think in terms of movement and progress. Um, and yeah, that will outweigh procrastination, which is such a punishing um, place to be in. Well, it's even a bad word. Like even when you think about it, the word procrastination, it just feels so heavy and so horrible. You know? Yeah, if I got um, a job review, I'd not be pleased. She's a procrastinator. Yeah, she's yeah. a procrastinator. Ugh. Um, and I think, you know, even just, you know, just to segue from what you've said, Sometimes it's even looking at it in the moment of going, okay, why am I putting this off? Like just asking the question, why am I putting this off? What is it that is underneath it? And, you know, I remember um, not long ago, I was on a massive learning curve. I had to learn a ton of stuff really, really quickly. I had to learn technology that I didn't know anything about, but I needed to learn it quickly. And um, for me, what what procrastination looked like was because I needed to learn something new and I needed to do something different. And um, for me, I, I would procrastinate on the stuff that I wasn't good at. I would procrastinate on the stuff that I didn't know. And really, the the question that helped me the most get out of that was, why am I putting this off? 
am I putting this off because I feel like I'm going to fail at it? Am I putting this off because I don't think I can do it? Am I putting it off because it's going to, I have to take steps that I haven't taken? Am I putting this off because I'm not prepared? And the moment I could go, oh, I'm doing this because I'm not prepared. Then I was able to look at it and go, okay, so what do I need to do to chunk this down so that I am prepared so that I can actually get into action? Um, and sometimes it was simply, I needed to go and research one specific thing. And then the moment I had that one specific thing researched, I was able to break it down and to do whatever the task was. Um, if we look at it from a tangible perspective, like going to the gym, working out, um, you know, sometimes for people, we'll use this because it's an easy one for all of us to, all of us to relate to, right? Um, it's 8.30 at night, the kids are in bed, and um, I should be heading to my spin class. And it's way easier for me to go, mm, you know, I didn't finish that one thing of work. I should probably just go finish that report. Or, mm, you know, such and such is on TV tonight. I don't, <laughs> or, oh, that book that I started, you know, I really want to read more. Or, oh, you know what? It's snowing out today. The roads are going to be bad. I don't think I want to drive at night. And those are the sub-thoughts, right? Like, we know we should be heading in and, like, getting our gym bag and heading out. Or if it's 5 a.m. and you got to head to the gym or whatever time you've set that you're going to do this at. Um, you can tell I either get a 5 a.m. -er or I get an 8.30 p.m. -er, but I never get anything in between. Um, and so that's why I'm using those times. But... How easy is it for us to go, oh, I don't want to do it. It's too cold outside or it's this. And then ask yourself, okay, what is it that I'm telling myself? Why am I not going? And, you know, for, for me, um, my answer, and this is, a, this is me being super vulnerable and me being super honest as well. My response is normally because I'm putting myself last, because I'm putting my health last because I feel like I should be doing something for either my business or for my family or for whatever. And in that moment that I go, okay, wait a second, this isn't about my business. This isn't about my kids, my husband. Um, really the underlying issue comes down to what Heather was saying. Do I deserve to be healthy and happy? And do I deserve to have what it is that I want? And the answer is always yes. And so in that moment, you can see how I went from thought to subthought to subthought to back to thought, right? Um, I know that sounds weird. And I, I at some point, we'll have to do, draw a diagram of this and share it, right? Um, but it's so true. And so it's being able to use mindset. So going back, um, Shelly, to your question, how you can use mindset to stop procrastination, it still comes down to awareness of what it is that you're saying to yourself up here, not out here. So much of our mindset is um, dialogue that is not shared with anybody else. It's dialogue that we do inside our head. It's dialogue that we actually hold inside our heart, inside our physical body. And it's why um, when you look at disease, if you look at disease, there is an element of mindset that anybody can overcome any disease depending on what it is that they're thinking about. Because your thoughts actually change your DNA 
and they change um, how you're responding to not only external stimulus, but internally. So how your digestion is going, how your um, lymphatic system, how your nervous system, how your pain system, all of those pieces, it's how all of them interact. So regardless of what it is, whether it's working out or whether it's work, or whether it's family, um, you know, having a conversation with something or with someone, sometimes we procrastinate on conversations as well, just because we're scared of them. I call those ones the courageous conversations. But, um, you know, I think, I, I, I think that's how you use mindset. You, you chunk down the initial thought regarding what action it is that you're stopping yourself from doing. And you move from there. I used to use procrastination to uh, create this chaos in my life, which um, I don't know why I created the chaos other than it allowed to keep me from moving forward, which is just mm -hmm. punishing myself. But, you know, I didn't want to answer the phone call because I had enough bad phone calls today and I couldn't take another phone call, but you have to answer the phone call. So, I mean, you can let it go to voicemail, but you eventually have to answer the phone call and you have to deal with the problem. It just, it doesn't go away just yep. by not answering it. Um, crazy little things like that and, and, and actually create more chaos for you. Um, and so you knowingly know you're procrastinating and you're knowingly punishing yourself with impending um, chaos or short timeline. I mean, that's all chaos. Um, yeah. not, you know, being kind enough to yourself to, 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 to respond. Well, and I think even, you know, just with what you've said too, um, Heather, it's so important to, to share that from the personal perspective and think about how many people are procrastinating on a daily basis mm -hmm. with social media. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? You compare your, whatever you're going through now with the highlight reels of what somebody else is posting on social media. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, you just plummet and, and, you still have to deal with the workout or you still have to deal with the work or you still have to deal with the child or the husband or the friend or the family member or the boss or the colleague. Um, and, and so it's choosing, it's making that conscious awareness, that choice to take action. So hopefully that was helpful, Shelly. Um, we do have one more question, I believe, today. What's our last question, Heather? Uh, uh, let me read it verbatim. Um, I jotted it down mm -hmm. uh, in my own thing. Oh, no, it's okay. I jotted it down right. So do you think women struggle more with mindset than men do? Uh, no one. This was sent in anonymously, which is fine. Um, I have an opinion on that. I, I, you might be a little more researched um, than, than my opinion. Um, where I would start with that one quickly uh, is that... Um, Women and men have different brains. I mean, the brain is similar, but we are wired differently. And then you layer in additional um, uh, physiological differences like hormones. We have different hormones, which create different activities and responses within the brain. Um, and uh, we process information differently. Um, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say it's harder. I guess I would just say it's different. Um, I think men can be more cut and dried, 
But if you're changing something, you're still trying to change something. You are still working against an existing belief, opinion, experience, um, a, a, something that is held deep inside that you, know, you may not even think you're, you're working um, to contravene uh, internal dialogue that you have with yourself that might be negative. Um, I, I would like to think that women probably do more of that than men do, uh, but you can also have uh, very effeminate thinking men or um, masculine thinking women or people who have trained their behaviors to respond in one of those categories. So I do think it's difficult for everybody because it is just fundamentally change. I don't know if you, based on all the number of clients that you've worked with, um, if you have a thought. Well, you know what, you know what I find? Um, there is a difference between men and women. I don't think that, I, I feel like they, they, most people struggle with mindset equally. It doesn't matter on gender. Um, you know, you can have the golden boy or the golden girl um, who falls. And that golden boy and that golden girl are going to struggle with um, an internalization of, failure equally. It is the means by which we move from a place of failure, perceived or real, that changes. And, and here's what changes. This is, this is what I'm noticing um, more and more these days. Um, so I still do a lot of work with men. Uh, I, I work with a lot of different corporations. And so they, you know, obviously it's, you have men, you have women. And, and, and now with Wealthy Woman Warrior, this platform and trying to empower a million women by 2025, we are doing a lot more work with women. And a fundamental difference is, um, I would say there isn't more burnout with women, <laughs> there isn't more, um, I, I think burnout is felt equally. Um, there isn't more overwhelm, men versus women. I think that is felt equally. Um, I think anxiety is felt equally. Um, and right now we have a ton of disruption within the world that is creating more and more of our issues within our mental health. And so what I will say is that our response, our gender response to mindset is experienced in a way that um, women want a quick fix. Men look for a solution. Now, let me break that down. Um, women are more inclined to want everything yesterday. And when it's not working for them, if they try something and it doesn't work the very next day or within a week or within, you know, the first couple of weeks, they internalize it as failure much faster than a man will. Why? I don't know. Could that be because of hormones? Could that be because we have so much going on in our brains that that happens faster for us? Absolutely. Um, you know, just like what Heather was talking about, a woman's brain is wired so that 
everything connects to everything. So a situation that happened to you when you were three, when you were 12, when you were 20, last year, five minutes ago, <laughs> that perception and that experience isn't separated. Whereas with men, their brain is compartmentalized. So they have boxes for years, they have boxes for events in their life, they have boxes for um, work, for life, for exercise, for um, relationships, for children, and they're able to compartmentalize in a very different way. Now, a lot of women who have become top leaders, women who are in a position where they have to learn how to do that, do that. But women are not um, taught how to do that in school. We're not taught how to do that in um, any sort of professional development training. It is something that we either learn on the fly or we struggle with or we, we fumble through it. And while I don't know that um, women have a harder time handling thinking, because women do a lot more thinking, um, much more sub-thoughts. Um, I, I tease my husband all the time and I say, oh, you know, my brain is just running. Can I just, if I could just take yours out and just put mine in, it would be quiet. And um, I remember when we were dating, you know, Andrew and I've been together for, for more than half my life now. And I would ask him, hey, what are you thinking about? And he'd be like, nothing. And I think to myself, like, how are you thinking about nothing? Like, there's got to be some sort of thought in that. Tell me what you're thinking, because you're clearly just not sharing with me. Because I don't think that there's a way that you could not be thinking. And he'd look at me as if I had eight heads. And he would say, no, I'm really not thinking about anything. And that would be the truth. And for women, we just, what? That's like mind-blowing. What do you mean you're not thinking? Because for a woman, the only time we're not really consciously thinking is when we're sleeping. And so do we have a different experience with mindset? Absolutely. Um, do we struggle more? I don't know. Um, do I think that a lot of women are taken out by what they're thinking about a hundred percent because what I've seen um, and I've been very conscious of in the past um, year is that when I have a client, a male client that comes to me and says, you know, this is what I'm struggling with. And I take them through either a specific experience or I take them through a specific tangible um, visualization that applies to the situation um, using positive psychology um, or we just talk through what the situation is they leave that session and they go and they take action they try it and they keep trying it and they keep trying it and they keep trying it and what's interesting is that the opposite is true for women women will think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it and to get them to take that action, they actually have to buy into it. Otherwise they go rogue. Otherwise they choose to do what they think is right versus the advice or versus the instruction that they've been given. 
And I believe that that could be one of the fundamental reasons why we're still struggling with gender parity. Um, you know, I'm throwing out some pretty, some pretty big ideas here <laughs> and uh, pretty big opinions, but that's my experience. Um, and so that's where I believe that the work that we're doing can make significant changes. Um, you know, you know that, would be, that would be my biggest, my biggest observation, working with both men and women. And, um, you know, it was interesting because when I used to predominantly work with athletes, so you can see the pictures behind me, those were some of the boys that I used to work with back in the day. And um, it, it's interesting, even women athletes, women athletes are still um, in motion. And a woman athlete um, who is used to being in, in action, and this is why I find it very interesting to see very successful people also have some sort of athletic outlet that they perform daily, weekly, um, because that physical movement actually moves your thoughts as well. And if you look at what women are doing right now, because we're trying to do it all and we're not really giving ourselves the focused time that we need, um, our hands are in too many pies everywhere, if you will. Um, the repetitive thinking is remaining and our ability to take action is lacking. Mm -hmm. Whereas you don't see that with men, you know, you see a, a guy, he's worked all day, he comes home. Um, and this is one of the things that I often hear from my friends who are stay at home moms and they get pissed off. They're like mad. I've been home all day with the kids and you walk in through the door and you have dinner and you want to go work out. What is with that? Right. And the difference is that it's a man taking care of himself. Whereas for us, we wouldn't actually just go and say, you know what, honey, you're here. Great. Here's dinner. Have your, you know, help yourself. I'm heading to the gym or I'm doing this for myself because we're not compartmentalizing and we're, we're thinking and thinking and thinking instead of being able to just take that action step. And planning, thinking and planning instead of thinking and planning. Yeah, planning, planning, planning. We we could be stuck in planning forever if we wanted to. Yeah. Um. So I know what what I've just said is probably controversial. Uh, I'm sure that I've triggered a a bunch of uh, <laughs> of women who will listen to this and go, Andrea. But if you think about it, and you really consider it, where are you overthinking instead of taking action? Um, where are you believing something? to be true when it's simply not true, when it's simply just what you have assumed or you've thought about in your, in your own mind. And what would happen if instead of thinking and thinking and thinking and turning and turning and turning, what would happen if you just chose to take one step? As small as that might be, small as that might be. A huge proponent in action. It 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 is it is the difference between um, now and next. Yep. Is action. Yep. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's the same. Yep. So I mean, you know, mindset. We need mindset because we need the mindset to be able to say to ourselves, "No, I got this. I can do this," and then go do it. Um, and that piece, I believe that that's one of the pieces that, that a lot of women um, 
don't have. I, I, I believe that a lot of women are actually missing the training to know how to internally shift the way that they've been thinking about things, what they've been believing, what they've been saying and repeating to themselves over and over and over and again. Um, and this comes down to, you know, even comparing ourselves to other women. I'm not enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the training. You know, why do we not apply for jobs? All of those things. Um, why do men go for jobs even if they don't have, you know, enough training? Because why not? Why not see? So, you know, there's a, there's a mindset shift that is here that's now. And I believe that that's, um, you know, when Oprah shared on the Golden Globes, you know, time's up. I believe that our time is up um, of remaining where we are. And I believe our, our time has come to learn how to think so that we can make prolific changes and so that we can grow and so that we can actually have the life that we deserve and have the life that we want. And uh, I think on that note, um, Heather, always a joy to be on these calls with you. I love listening to you. I love hearing your perspective and sharing your, your knowledge and um, sharing your, your vulnerability and, and what you were personally feeling. I, I love that you and I can have those conversations and share that in this capacity. Yeah, and, and be real with our, with our listeners. I love that about you. Um, and so what's, what's an action step that we can send our listeners on, speaking of action, um, after today's call? What would we like them to do? What's an action we can have them engage in? Um, so I, I'm, all that's coming to my mind is, is, is thoughtful action. It is, it, it is, it is thinking and doing. So it's thoughtful action. I, I'm, I, and the, which hopefully leads you to something different. Um, and it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big. You're thoughtful. That's the mindset, the thinking, the, you know, a little bit of percolating. Um, but it proceeds with it, it, it proceeds forward with action. Absolutely. Thoughtful mind action. Take, take a step, take a single step. If you're procrastinating, take a single step. If you're um, trying to get back on your day, just take a single step. Yeah, one thing, one simple thing. And if you need more um, before our next call uh, in a week's time, I would highly suggest you go and check out our mindset blog on wealthywomanwarrior.com. Heather and I both have um, articles on there that are supportive for mindset, as well as we've got our other um, pillars that are helpful. So you can hop on to one of those. And that's just wealthywomanwarrior.com forward slash blog. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. And we will see you next week. Please make sure you register for the call that, um, so that you can attend live. And we'll see you all in our next call. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.